You are listening to Stitchwish Radio, a podcast for crafting your own magic and threads. I'm your host, textile artist, author, and teacher, Christy Johnson. Hey there, welcome back. So first off, real quick, I'm able to pull together these shows and offer free resources like this podcast, thanks to support in other areas of my business, like my workshops. So I'm just going to shout out my soft work course here before we jump in today. So this is a garment design, sewing, and pattern making course that teaches a system to make your very own clothes. The clothes are simple, classic shapes made with very little fabric waste using your own measurements. So there's no like size to be concerned with here. So you can stop trying to piecemeal instructions and patterns from here and there, and you can instead gain access to a condensed and precise roadmap where you can learn the skills you need to start making your own clothes as soon as possible. Like the first class will have you cutting out fabric for your top and putting it on your body within minutes. So it is now on sale at any time you want to take it. It used to be open for enrollment only certain times of the year, but now it's available for purchase at any time. Um, So yeah, go ahead and check that out if you want to. All right, let's jump in. So for this solstice episode, I wanted to talk about something I've been thinking about recently that I learned from my friend's teenage kid who accused their mother of dopamine dressing. Now, this is the first time I'd ever heard of dopamine dressing, and honestly, I love the idea. I think it may have been said as an insult, uh, but I find it really (laughs) to be a really great description of exactly what I need in the winter months. Summertime, I can pretty much wear anything or nothing and feel great. During the winter, I have to make a concerted effort to pull myself together, put on a little bit of jewelry, look presentable, even if I'm not leaving the house for a day or two, or sometimes not leaving the house for a week. Um, Unfortunately, this idea of dopamine dressing can easily turn into an opportunity to obtain more clothes, which I have plenty of clothes as it is, and I would like to consume less. So I wanted to share some of my favorite tips for maintaining an easy-to-wear personal style that makes you feel really good inside by getting really clear on what already works in your existing wardrobe. This makes it really easy to know what would work seamlessly into what I already have, so I don't feel the need to shop as often. But it also allows me to be really clear on what I want to make when I want to make something for myself. And that's, I want that to be something that's going to be worn often and last me for years because nothing is worse than not getting around to finishing making something this winter, putting all that time and energy into a piece and materials, and then picking it up next winter and going, oh, I don't really want this. So I try and make sure that everything I make is really timeless and then I'll want to wear it five or even 10 years from now. This episode is also for those of you who maybe find themselves perusing their favorite independent designers end of year sales. I know there's a lot going on right now. Maybe you're finally able to afford some gorgeous pieces of clothing that you've been eyeing. Um, But maybe here's some tips so that you'll do it through a lens of building a clear and easy to work with wardrobe instead of just like, I need that because it's on sale and it's a pretty color. We want to get things that make us feel good about ourselves, that make our wardrobes that are a, a contribution to our wardrobe. And the best way to do this is doing a closet observation through taking a look at what's in your laundry basket right now. In our efforts to a more sustainable wardrobe, what we already have is obviously the key to unlocking our personal style. By examining our closet, especially those pieces that get laundered the most, you just wore them, (laughs) and noticing any through lines with what we what we wear frequently, we can start to identify the shapes and cuts that flatter us. So as we're sifting through these well-worn garments, like literally airing out our dirty laundry, we want to see these through lines of what's in heavy rotation. We want to more clearly understand our personal preferences, the shapes and cuts that we feel accentuate our own bodies as they are. 
So take a look at how your favorite pieces are made. Like what, what pattern pieces are they made of? How is that falling on your form? Like why do you like about that piece exactly? Through investigating the construction of our favorite garments, our minds open up to what best suits us and we can more easily identify it out in the world. Studying our wardrobe staples trains our eyes to notice the intricate details, the play of fabric and form that look best on us. So for example, I love the way tight pants look on others. I've even purchased a pair or two of skinny jeans for myself only to find them at the bottom of the shelf, return to the closet each time I try them on. In studying the pants I wear most frequently, like looking at my dirty laundry, I know it's all about the wide leg for me. The wider the hem, the better. Knowing this allows me to better avoid tapered pants, straight legs, even sailor pants that I just, I always fall, in, <laughs> fall into that trap because I know what I like to wear and that's not gonna work for me. Basically, if it doesn't look like a skirt, the chances are I'm not gonna wear a pair of pants. <laughs> maybe you're a little different. Maybe you find that you don't actually really love the clothes you wear regularly. Maybe they're not that inspiring for you, but you choose to wear them because they're comfortable or they're warm. That's fine, still do this exercise. Even sweatpants have a specific fit that in a more luxurious fabric might actually make you feel really pulled together. Trust me, most of my pants are basically sweatpants in nicer fabrics like slubby hand-loomed cotton or a cotton silk blend or a linen blend or something. But once you take the elastic out of the bottom and slightly crop it, all of a sudden that sweatpant fit is really cute. <laughs> so different ways to try this at home. Closet analysis, so examining your closet and identifying your most frequently worn garments, taking note of the shapes, the cuts, and the styles that you're drawn to, especially those you feel flatter your body and make you feel confident. Another way, pattern visualization. Envisioning the pattern pieces that are constructing your favorite garments, so like actually sketching them out and considering how they may have been assembled, this will help you to identify these pieces out in the world, out while shopping, um, and maybe eventually being able to sew something similar to it for yourself. Another thing, wardrobe ID. So while you've got all your favorite garments pulled out, Go ahead and pull out two or three of your most worn shoes and bags and photograph all these pieces together in good lighting to capture your own personal palette. Keeping yourself within this palette will prevent you from purchasing clothes or purchasing fabric to make future clothes that are not going to easily coordinate with what you already have. So taking a look at this before you get anything new. These generally fall within the like brown to tan range, the black to gray range, and navy. Knowing that you have mostly brown to tan accessories might make you think twice before purchasing a gray dress that you'll never wear and unless you buy more shoes to properly coordinate it. Next up is wardrobe reflection. Identify your oldest pieces. What is it about it that keeps these old pieces in rotation? Is it the fabric? Is it the cut? Is it the joy of their print or color? Is there something about those pieces that keep them in your memory? Maybe it, maybe it really is just the memory of something that happened into it, but take a look at like, what is it that you are really drawn to about them? And last up, I've talked about this about a thousand times on this podcast, but mending your clothes. Practicing basic mending techniques such as sewing on buttons, repairing small holes, or hemming a garment can do so much for your own wardrobe. Choosing a garment from your closet to mend and documenting the process makes it feel even more important. The quote goes, the most sustainable clothes are already in your closet. 
Mending is a tribute to the value we place on garments and the stories and memories that those garments hold within their threads. It's an act of loving, breathing new life into worn out fabrics and stitching together the, these little fragments of time. So as we repair these torn seams, darning unraveled threads and hemming frayed edges, we forge a deeper connection with the garments in our wardrobe, honoring the labor and the resources that brought them into existence in the first place. I've sang song to mendings a thousand times on my blog and my podcast everywhere, so I'm going to cut myself off here. But be sure to catch, check out my mending e-zine, which is available through my website. If you're hoping to try some visible mending techniques, um, that is linked up in the show notes. Okay, friends, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back in January. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. I'm working on getting a few new shows together about repurposing and upcycling clothing and fabric scraps, um, and then I'm going to do an interview with a good friend of mine that I'm so excited to bring you. So she's a pattern maker. She's a shop owner, amazing shop, local shop around here. She's an artist. She's a maker. She has an amazing eye for clothes that look good on everybody, and I'm going to get her to tell us everything she knows about transcending this fixation on sizes in the fashion world and things needed to be fitted. So, all right. Bye for now.